0: Welcome to Chick Chat, the podcast where the girl with many titles talks about life, the good and the bad, and everything around it. We're going to sit, chat, share life stories and experiences, from business to relationship. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Chick Chat podcast. In this episode, I'm going to go over the top tips I've got that i found kind of translate between business and life. I know that not everyone that listens to the podcast will be listening to this for life advice and I know that not everyone that listens to this will be listening for business advice so um yeah I think this is something that every kind of four or so weeks I'd like to focus on giving specific tips so whether it's just me or it's having another guest then yeah that's going to be my plan so I'm just going to jump straight into it and oh also I've got to apologize I am not feeling very well at all which is why I sound really weird So, for those of you that are watching, I'm sat with my cup of tea. I really wanted to sit with a dressing gown on because I've been so... Like, I've got a bit of a fever, so I'm, like, hot and cold. Um, But then I thought my mum would get me done. So, yeah, I'm just sat with my cup of tea. And hopefully I will sound normal again next week. Sadly, I do not sound like Fever fever, Buffet, and I can't even talk now. Um, But, yeah, anyway, I'm going to jump straight into it. So, my challenge of the week has been, I suppose, getting back... Like, I took last week off and a little bit of the week before because I had two weddings. So my challenge has been getting back to work and then after get, getting ill, being able to manage being ill with getting back to work, that's been interesting so far. Um, right, so tip number one. <laughs> so I've written down delusional goal setting and visualisation. Now I saw a TikTok ages ago that talked about delusional goal setting because And actually, I had one of my, I was talking to one of my clients a while ago as well, where they talked about how, again, it's the same kind of premise of don't shoot for the stars, kind of aim for the moon, because then if you fall down, you're still going to be happy. But this TikTok video that I saw that talks about delusional goal setting, it just, it was a really funny way of saying it, but it made sense. So when I looked at it in terms of what I want to make in terms of kind of money with the business, the goals that I'm setting it's very clear, like I set goals at the beginning of every year and i found that, especially like this year, even though I don't go over the goals, goals maybe kind of every week or every month or as periodically as I'd like to, when I do look back at them, I find that I've already, like I've smashed them because I try to go for realistic goals. Whereas actually, if I tried to go for delusional ones, not only could I potentially reach the delusional ones, because even the ones that I put for this year that I thought were a little bit far-fetched, got there within half a year and yeah the visualization part of it so I started setting up a Pinterest board and even in my office I've got certain like quotes and pictures and just reminders of the things that I want to achieve and I'm really bad for visualization so to me if I kind of open Pinterest or I look at my office um I suppose you could kind of like stick stuff on the paper yourself and do it But I found that that really helps so whether that's in business or in life whatever the goals you do have I don't see why all of us can't get to a point I know obviously it depends on money and whatever else but yeah being delusional visualization seems to work so that's number one number two is asking for help and learning to delegate one I'm so bad as a person asking for help I've always been really bad because I'm a very kind of independent person And it's difficult to ask for help as well, because I think in my case, thank God I've been to therapy, but in my case, I feel like I'm being a burden to people when I'm asking for help, whereas I've realised that actually in, especially in business, and one of the top tips I'd give is, in anything that you're going to do for the first time that's going to be really uncomfortable, it's going to be that first time it's really uncomfortable. And after that, it shouldn't be. So whether you're asking family or friends for help, whether you're in business and asking for help, not only are you going to get over that kind of fear really quickly, but then you'll find that you also waste a lot less time because in the time it takes for me, for example, starting the podcast, I could have spent hours doing research, looking online at the different kind of web hosts and whatever else would be out there. And that would have taken me a long, long time. Whereas, I sent a few messages, I looked at what clients were doing, and here I am, it's been started. And I suppose a part of that as well is learning to delegate, and that, that comes as um, a part of asking for help. So I suppose in business, that would mean, for me, the example would be, I have a team, and would be building a team, that means that even now, for example, as I'm ill, I have people that have built systems that mean that they can carry on running the business and doing the basic bits of work that need doing without me being there. So not everything grinds to a halt. Thank God, because I'd just be stressing otherwise. And yeah, I think, like I said, the biggest part of, or the biggest lesson of that is the first kind of one, two times you do it, it's really uncomfortable. And genuinely, when you've got the right people around you, whether that is family, friends, acquaintances, workers, not workers, but people you partner up with, if they're the right people, there's no reason why this shouldn't help you as long as you're not expecting other people to do everything for you. Number three, I've got just do it and is it good enough? So, sorry for those of you that aren't watching, I'm, um, yeah, sat on my cup of tea. So as part of the just do it and is it good enough, I think I'll go back again to the podcast and not even just a podcast, so I've run four businesses, and in all of those, like I talked about in one of my podcasts, most of those were because I needed to do something to kind of help myself out of the situation, whereas kind of, the, well I suppose the podcast isn't a business, so I want it to be eventually, but in my mind I had a vision of how one of the podcasts to look and to be and I got to a point where I was like, actually, is what I've got at the moment, once I've asked for help and I know what I need to do, is just getting it started and learning as I go along. Is that good enough? With starting the marketing agency, is everything good enough? Because I think, especially if you're like me and you're, you're a perfectionist, you're always waiting for the right time when things seem a bit kind of more in order, seem a bit more perfect. But there's never a time when everything is perfect because even as you do get started, it's all, it's its a learning process. So it's never going to be perfect to a point where you're always going to be happy with it, because at some point, you're going to need it to change. That is just the law of how things work. And to be fair, actually, is it good enough came from my therapist, because she always used to say to me that I was really hard on myself. And in everything I was looking at doing because I find it so hard to look back and appreciate kind of the little achievements I've made even the big achievements because I'm then always looking towards something else it is that point of is it good enough because it would make me anxious as well sometimes because I'd plan and plan and plan things wouldn't look perfect and then it would just induce anxiety so yeah number three is just get on with it just get started and is it good enough to get started if it is do it and then reflect work back week on week see what's happening see what's working see what's not and I think that's also the same kind of thing in relationships not that you should settle but is it are you getting what you need out of a relationship I think again we can expect certain things from people and I'd be guilty of this especially in the past where you want someone to maybe solve your issues because they're your partner they are someone that's really close to you, you expect them to have an answer. But sometimes actually, you also have to go, is what I'm getting from this person good enough? And is it helping me to move forward? Is it helping me to progress? And allow yourself to have that reflection of, are you being good enough for yourself and for other people? So yeah, that one totally works business and in life. Number four, we have don't let imposter syndrome win. Now, with imposter syndrome especially in business one thing I've kind of learned and I've seen is that women especially I think we kind of hold ourselves to such a high standard that we don't want to look like we don't know what we're talking about we don't want to look like we don't know what we're doing so we end up putting ourselves down whereas actually when you look at I'm like I've been in business for nearly 15 years when you look at men in business when you look at men in general life, men just get on with it, men take risks, men do what they need to do, have their fun, and aren't scared. Especially in business, the one thing I've noticed is, if you were to sit yourself in front of someone that says that they have a particular skill set, you will actually find that most of these people don't have all the know-how you think they have. I've been sat across from people before where I've gone, I can't believe I know more than you when you're supposed to be like a senior figure. So in everything that you do, do not let imposter syndrome win because nine times out of ten, you're taking yourself out of a race that other people were were never in and you can achieve so much by, again, going back to tip number one, being delusional. Because if you are delusional, you believe that you are the best and, of course, you have to be realistic To an extent, obviously, I'm talking about being delusional, so how can you be realistic? But when it comes to looking being delusional with um, imposter syndrome, when you are delusional and you stop yourself from letting that little voice inside your head win, you are affirming yourself that you are amazing at what you do. You do have the skill set, and if you can sit down, you can list the skill set you have, what you bring to the table, and how you bring that to the table is that being delusional? No, maybe you just tell yourself that you are being, maybe it's like me, that you are being delusional, when actually in reality you're just stating facts, so yeah, don't let imposter syndrome win, because 9 out of 10 times you're doing really well, and other people don't know what they are talking about. Number, actually do you know, if I do the last one, just because of where we are, and this is going to be a shorter podcast, um, What is my middle part? Oh, how am I reeling? Okay, so how am I? Health-wise, obviously, I'm not very well. But mental health-wise, I'd say, actually, I'm feeling really good. Like, I'd say it's been a bit of a struggle kind of getting back to the normality of work. But at the same time, I think I'm starting to notice that I've built systems in place Allow for me to be able to deal with the stresses of life. Like, if I am ill, who can take over doing what? What do I need to be able to to do? And um, yeah, I think that helps. And obviously, whilst I've been ill, G's been looking after me, which has been really nice. See, I'm at like my parents. So, I think in terms of even just having the support system that I need, um, that's really kind of helping my mental health at the moment and will help me feel a lot better than I currently feel. So, um, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing good, which is exciting. <laughs> right, number five, funnily enough, is surround yourself with people that share your values. And I've got a quote, and the quote says, um, you are the average of the top five people you surround yourself with. So, obviously, I've just mentioned, like, my parents and Jean... But I think whether that's life or business, I look at the people that I'm in business with. So if you haven't worked out your values um, and you want to work them out, let me know. I can send you a sheet. But whilst I was in therapy, I did I worked worked through the sheet, and I've done it with my mum and dad, and it you end up narrowing down. And to be fair, actually, I've done it with all of my team as well, just because I want to understand what our top priorities are and. It doesn't mean that your values have to all be exactly the same it just means that there has to be a bit of an overlap for you to find synergy with the people that you surround yourself with and the people that you work with because obviously the people that you are surrounding yourself with and the people you do work with it's those people that influence your life quite a lot so my top three values in life are family happiness and empowerment now in that the family side of it is I want to be doing things that help me spend more time with family and the people that I love now that family doesn't have to mean it's blood family that would be my closest friends the people I see as family um happiness and again I use these values for business and in life so if whatever decision I'm trying to make does not aid me in spending more time with my family making me happier or making me more empowered or empower someone else shouldn't be doing it so yeah number two is happiness and I always think is this going to make me happy whether again it's in business or in life the decision I've got to make if it's not going to bring happiness to me whether that's a short term or long term I shouldn't be doing it and then the empowerment side of it again if I am not empowering myself I'm not empowering other people should I be doing it Now, you don't need to tick all three boxes at the same time for whatever decision you're making. But I found that it's helped me not to work with the wrong clients. It's helped me in terms of deciding what to do in terms of, like, my relationship and, like, when I went back to dating, the people I surround myself with and, like, the friends and acquaintances and the people I'm closest to. And again, even just kind of, like, the mentors that I choose and the people that I surround myself with. Because if there's a bit of a synergy with, summer all of those values, then, like straight away, I know you're my people, and I think I don't even have to sit there all the time now and think, does all of this match my top values or do all these people match my top values? I found that it's just it's the more I've practiced it, the easier it's become to either, oh yeah, it's the easier it's become to know straight away whether it does or not without even having to think about it. So that one I definitely say because even when it comes to kind of goal setting. Like I'm surrounded by people that some people work for themselves and their people understand kind of the journey that I'm going through. Whereas people like, I suppose some family members would always be really worried because in, in their eyes, like now I can't take a sick day off technically. To an extent I can, but I've had to be working. Now in their eyes, like, okay, but if you were in a normal job, you'd be able to take a sick day off. Are you doing the right thing? So that's where I'll then pick up the phone and speak to someone that understands the journey and where I'm on because I think it can be very easy for people that don't understand the process and what it's like to, and all they're doing is just worrying about you and loving you in the way that they know how. So it's not even from a place of badness, it's just kind of knowing for yourself where to draw the line. Um, So yeah, I found that really that, yeah, the average of the five people you spend your time with have a massive massive effect because even going back to like I mentioned earlier I'm someone that finds it really difficult to stop and celebrate the little wins as well as the big wins the people I've surrounded myself with have helped me through the worst of my mental health have helped motivate me to the point where I've started and run businesses I bought my house when I was 24 I'm in a position where of course things could always be better but I'm so grateful for where I am but again, that's because as the years have gone on, I've become more particular with the people that I choose to be in my circle just because I know that, well, first of all, especially with my mental health, I need the right type of people around me and that will understand, kind you know, where I am. And yeah, they're the people that kind of just propel me and make life just seem worth it and exciting, and like I can achieve whatever I put my mind to. So... Yeah. Number five, surround yourself with people that share your values. Do it. So (coughs) I said I was going to do a little bit of a reflective piece on where I currently am with the podcast. Do you know what the past? Like this will be podcast number five. And I have to say, it's been great. So I use Captivate to um, put the podcasts on. And that automatically launches onto Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, anything else I need to, Um, and that was really helpful because again, like Harvey, uh, my friend suggested that, and I talked about Harvey in one of the other other podcasts. But yeah, that's been great. I, like I said, I'm currently at my parents, so again, Harvey suggested using I think it's called a snowball microphone, and when I'm on Zoom calls, I will use that. But actually whilst I'm recording these ones when I'm just kind of sat chatting and when I was with G I've used this little microphone and I got this off Amazon as well just have a quick look to see what was on there because I always see people on TikTok with like similar ones and I just thought this would be really good for traveling with and when I know that I can't be carrying around like my big snowball and I don't want to be carrying around loads of things um because even now like the bit of lighting that I've got and I suppose it's because I create content anyway so I already had the the light it's something I got off Amazon, but it's something that is really compact, can go in my bag, it breaks down, and it's been really easy, and then I've got a little tripod that can just sit on the table, and it's not, um, isn't too big. So yeah, in terms of how it's been going, I know I need to refine my process in, in the sense that I need to get a few podcasts recorded beforehand, just in case anything like this happens again where I'm ill, but it's been great, because so far I've got systems put in place that mean that for the last two three weeks... Um, whenever I've recorded the podcast and, um, written the copy for it, my team have just been able to kind of get on and post it. So yeah, we've got the artwork that was done and we know how that's going to be updated. Copy wise, I do the copy and write it. We know what, where we have the subtitles, if it's going to go on socials, how it's going to be posted. It's currently being posted on my business, um, page CF marketing and simultaneously on my page and then as time goes on it's going to be that if I've got um a guest on we're going to have something specific for the guests that can go on the safe marketing page just to give them a little bit of um promo as well because like I said the people that I have on the podcast and I've had so far are such amazing people that you definitely need to check them out and know a little bit more about them but for now this is the easiest way to do it so yeah I'd say so far it's just been, it's been a great, a great learning process and learning curve because not only has it taught me that I can't believe I've taken so long to get it started, it's taught me that again, I didn't need to get it perfect. I've had little bits of advice each week that have helped me improve the podcast week on week, but I know that I've got loads of things that I want to carry on doing to improve it and I will be doing that. So yeah, nice little reflective piece even for me to know that I'm doing well. Um, okay, not even just, I'm doing well, like, we're doing well, because the team, again, the team, like, my team is amazing, they are just a set of women that are absolute bosses, um, so yeah, thanks to you guys for everything that you do, because you make all this possible, otherwise I would just be having meltdowns all the time. (sighs) Okay, so, gonna end this with my win of the week. So, I think my win of the week was how much time I was able to take off last week. I don't think I've ever been able to take off. Like, this was nearly a week. And even just the boundaries I set with myself in terms of when I was going to work, I had said to myself that on particular days, maybe I'd work for like two, three hours, and that was it. So there was one day where, so I baked the cake for my friend's wedding. And that stressed me out because the night before everything was perfect and I had to travel two hours in the car and it didn't end up looking the way I wanted it to look. But even just the point that I baked a three-tier cake. I did all the work I needed to do a full working day on the Wednesday. This was like an 18-hour day. Got all the bits finalised for the podcast that the team would get on with it whilst I was travelling on Thursday. Um, Yeah, it was just amazing. So I'd say just to be able to split my week up the way that I did and take the time off that I did, I think that's why I'm even ill because I actually managed to shut off. And the fact I shut off, my body's just gone, yeah, this is you. So, yeah, my win of the week was I'm really proud that I took an extended period of time off. And I'm going to plan on doing that a little bit more and actually putting time in my diary that I know is scheduled for time off just, just because you need it. And I know that you can always be working, you can always be doing something else. So unless I learn... To not keep using work as kind of a coping mechanism and I enjoy what I do as well. Um, yeah, to not do that is gonna be super helpful. So, yeah, really I mean exciting. That is the end of this podcast. A really quick one this week. Just wanted to, yeah, share some tips and say thanks to the people that have supported the podcast so far because it's just it's been so much fun so far. So yeah, I hope you like comment subscribe follow do whatever you need to do to keep on top of knowing when the podcasts are out oh and turn on your notifications but i will see you well i'm not going to see you but hopefully you will see me next week um yeah thanks again for watching and for listening take care bye